0: Welcome back, listeners. Here we are. Episode 25. I am humbled that you all have listened to the show to this point, point. it's been a true joy. What better way to do the 25th episode than to talk about a true fan favorite, Charlie Clutch Culberson. Let's get into it. So before we move on, I want to jump into some administrative stuff. I'm not normally one to do this, but it would be awesome if you all would consider contributing to the show. It helps with things like keeping the website going and other fees that come along with making a podcast that's worth listening to. To do this, there's a spot on anchor.fm where you click the spot that says support, or you can find the direct link to on Spotify thank you so much if you can't I totally understand and I will always be grateful for your listenership five-star reviews really help as well on Apple it bumps the show up in the searches when people that don't know about the show are looking for a new show to listen to Whew! why did it feel so gross saying all that I don't know maybe it's the because it's the first time maybe that I've made a point to explicitly do that I'm not sure, but anyways, let's get what you're actually here for, Charlie. Let's point out something real quick. I know I can, I can get caught up in comparing players' careers. I want you all to know that this is strictly comparing numbers of two or more players that have major league talent already. But we should never forget that just the fact that someone made a major league roster means that they are insanely good at baseball. That means that they are in the top 780 players in the world, arguably, if you don't consider the other leagues across the world, and we all know that Major League Baseball is the best league in the world. What an insane feat, just in and of itself. Charlie Culberson made the roster of a playoff team in the Braves multiple times and still has a shot to come back up if any injuries happen. Now. Let's look at some moments that really stick out for Charlie Culberson. The date is May 28, 2018. The division rival Mets were confident. They had their Cy Young winner starting the game. The Braves make it to the Mets' bullpen, but when they get to the ninth inning, they are down by one run. A very good pitcher in Seth Lugo is pitching. There is a runner-on. Charlie steps up to the plate. Lugo's got him down, one and two. No worries, says Charlie. Boom goes the dynamite over the left center for Charlie's first homer as an Atlanta Brave and is already his third career walk-off. On June 4th, the Braves are now playing their division rival, the Nationals. It's the bottom of the ninth, one runner on. Tanner Rourke is pitching. Charlie says to himself, I've been here before. And with one swing of the bat, only six days after his first walk-off for the Braves, he cements himself as a Braves cult hero by walking it off yet again. Next moment. The date is July 7th, 2019. Dead of summer. The Braves are up 4-3 to three against, yet again, a division rival in the Miami Marlins. The Marlins had the bases loaded with zero routes. Charlie, who traditionally has been an infielder, is playing left field. Neil Walker hits a line drive. Charlie uses his natural instincts and charges in to catch it. Boom, run saved. But wait, Alfaro has tagged and is running on the infielder playing left field, being Charlie. Charlie pulls a Mutumbo with a no-no-no, not in my house, and gets Alfaro out at home, essentially saving the Braves from defeat. Yet again, putting himself even further in the cult hero status, the moment was beautiful. Brian McCann, in his last year, makes the tag pumps his fist in celebration. On September 14th, 2019, an unimaginably emotional moment happened. Charlie got hit in the face with a pitch, fracturing multiple bones and teeth. This was a terrible sight for everyone. Even Brian Snicker held back tears updating the media on Charlie. But then, he recovered in time to be present when the Braves clinched the division. He ran out to the field to celebrate with all of his teammates, black eye and all. What a beautiful moment. No wonder the fan base and the clubhouse alike love him so much. Of course, there are a ton of other moments, and I would love to hear about all your favorite Charlie Culberson moments. Share them on the Braves Dugout podcast page, share them on the Braves Dugout podcast Facebook page, share them on the Atlanta Braves Dugout group, but... What would be really fun is if you could share your moment on Twitter and tag the podcast and tag Charlie Culberson so he can get some love. I know with the type of person that he is, he loves fan interaction and he'll love getting a tribute to the great moments that he had in a Braves uniform. Now that we've showed Charlie some love, I think it's time to get into a break. Alright, we're back from break. We hit some clutch moments of why fans love Charlie, and we didn't even touch on his great hair. That brings us to our People's Pitch segment of the week. So, before Charlie Culberson was designated for assignment this year, there were fans calling for Brian Snicker's head because the Braves were not starting Charlie more. I get it. You want to see your favorite player play. I root for Charlie. But if I had to choose between Charlie starting games or having a higher probability of winning, I will take the latter since this is a playoff contending team. If it were a team like the Pirates, I would rather just watch Charlie. But that's just not the case this year. Charlie was 28th man on an expanded roster that is normally 26. He was on a minor league contract he also had two players ahead of him on the depth chart at second base when ozzy got hurt that are both on major league contracts for a reason sure there is absolutely no denying that charlie is clutch he is rightly named charlie clutch colberson after all in 2018 he had a batting average of 314 in the eighth inning or later. If you look at the ninth inning or later, he hit an astounding 375. He excels in high leverage moments. It's true. But two things here. First, those are great stats, but it's a small sample size of 35 at bats and 16 at bats, respectively. The odds are that over time, those numbers may be inflated. Second, if you look at his overall body of work, he is not a starter worthy on a comp- he is not starter worthy on a competitive club. Don't murder me, but here are his numbers as a brave even with those 8th and ninth innings from 2018 included. He has a 265 batting average, which is okay, but then you look at his on-base percentage and slugging percentage. His on-base percentage is only 314, and his slugging percentage is 454, which equates to a 768 OPS or on-base plus slugging. This equates to a 100 OPS plus. That's exactly league average. This equates to a total of 1.6 offensive war over the past three years. Here is where... It is really eye-opening. It's when you look at his defense. Granted, he can play anywhere, including a spot in relief pitching if need be. He has a fastball around 90 miles per hour. All of that is valuable in its own right. However, he is not great at any of those positions. In fact, he only played 230 games between 2018 and 2020 in accrued a horrid defensive war of negative 1.3. Yes, he made that amazing throw. No one can ever take that away from him. If you dig a bit deeper into the numbers, you will see why. Over the past three years, he has a negative 10. You heard that right, negative 10 runs saved. So for that one or two runs he saved in left field, he lost 10. And he was not even a starter. He only played 230 games as a Brave. His range was average at best at only a total of two RTOT accumulated. If you don't remember RTOT, I suggest going back and listening to the Dale Murphy episode. But in a nutshell, it is run saved based on range. Ultimate Zone Rating, or UZR, does not favor him much better either. At first base his career UZR is 1. At second it's negative 4.6. Third base it's negative 2.5. Shortstop it's actually positive 1.4. And left field it's negative 1.6. Right field it's 0.8 and unspecified outfield meaning that they didn't designate which position in the outfield he was at is 0.8. Negative 0.8. As you can see He can play all over the diamond, but he brings negative defensive value pretty much wherever you put him. He may be able to catch balls that come to him, which is good, but as we have discussed before, fielding percentage does not mean much if you don't have the range to get to the balls that most guys should be getting to anyway. The average MLB starter accumulates two war for a 162-game season. In Charlie's time with the Braves from 2018 to 2020, he accumulated a fangraphs 1.2 war and a 0.6 baseball reference war. It is an accumulation stat, and he is not a starter. So it's only fair to average those out. If he were to play 162 games, he would average point. 0.845 FanGraphs war per year. That is barely over replacement level, and certainly not a starter. If you go by a baseball reference war, it's even worse. If you, it is a measly 0.42. I get it. Camargo was struggling. And you see a guy sitting on the bench that we all love to root for. Charlie is a great guy that is lovable in all the right ways, but he is just not a starter. I can possibly see an argument with a 100 plus or 100 OPS plus that with his bat alone there is some appeal, but factor in defense and it just does not make sense. Maybe it's the underdog mentality that we love to root for people. I get it. Like I said earlier I Enjoy Watching Charlie Culberson play. I think most of us say that we do he just brings life to the field He brings his love for the game out there. He obviously loves the fans. He loves the Braves. I get it we want him to do well and again He's on a freaking major league roster. The dude's a stud Compared to most of the world when it comes to baseball, but when we're comparing other people That are also in the major leagues. He's just simply not a starter on a competitive team Even with Camargo struggling Camargo's defensive value puts him worth more value wise Than Charlie Culberson the same can be said for a so that's the reason why He wasn't on the roster Well, wasn't a starter on the roster. He was on the roster, but he wasn't a starter So let's move on from that brutal truth of a segment I will say this though Something that always stuck with me is something my high school coach pulled me to the side my sophomore year to say I was getting discouraged because I was getting a lack of playing time He said sam you're one of the most valuable guys we have on the team You are our super utility guy that can play anywhere in a pinch. I actually ended up starting at every position at least once throughout my junior and senior years. I played for a Christian college, so I wasn't like elite level talent, but that mentality of mine changed, and it made me be more encouraged, and I think that is what led me to make the all-conference squad and my senior year. So, there's something to be said for a versatile player, and Charlie Culberson is definitely that. The main thing I learned through it all is there's is such thing as a role player. Charlie is the perfect example of a role player. He can play anywhere in a pinch and no pun intended did an amazing job as a pinch hitter. Alright, maybe there's a little bit of pun intended, but he excelled in this role in 2018 through 2019. Unfortunately though for him, and this probably affects a lot of players at his level across the league, he lost a reason for his role. When the DH happened in the National League and the rosters got expanded, there is no need for a pinch hitter anymore and the Braves have one of the best offenses in the league. It allows for the Braves to start defensively superior players that may be struggling with the bat a bit because scoring runs is not an issue. The starting pitching is. That results in needing more relievers since the starters can't go more than five innings. The relievers get tired, so they need to have fresh arms in the bullpen. And Charlie just lost his role. In all honesty, I've heard some people say, well, the Braves, they did Charlie Culberson wrong. From a financial standpoint, I disagree. The Braves actually did him a favor keeping him on the roster so long because he was able to earn much more money by sitting on the bench on a major league roster because he had to make, at a minimum, the pro-rated league minimum salary. Versus what he would have made on a minor league contract, which this year would be nothing. Well, essentially nothing anyways. What minor league players get paid is uh, is an atrocity, and I'm not going to get on a soapbox and talk about it. That's a whole other subject for another day, but Charlie Culberson, he got... A favor from the Braves to be on the roster that long if they were only gonna play him in eight games that's my point that's the show everyone I hope you enjoyed it I promise I am a Culberson fan myself I really enjoyed him play please do not murder me I just wanted to point out his role with that if you could kindly rate five stars on Apple that would be fantastic help the show grow also We have a special guest next week, former Major League Baseball player Jay Chapman, who was drafted by the Braves. As always, go Braves.